Find a time, put it into your daily routine, and just be consistent. It's all about consistency. You are listening to the Redefining Wealth podcast with Patrice Washington. In today's episode, I sit down with organization expert, Tanisha Lyons-Porter. She says that instead of focusing on the fictional pictures you see online, focus on what's functional for you. Hey there, this is Patrice Washington from patricewashington.com, where we chase purpose, not money. Welcome back to another episode of Redefining Wealth. This is one of the only personal finance shows that probably doesn't talk about money as much as some people would like. The reason for that is because we truly believe that wealth is so much more than mere money and material possessions. Wealth is about the condition of well-being, as its original definition says. And so every single week, every single Thursday, when a new episode drops, we are unpacking one of the six pillars of wealth. If you have no idea what those are, I suggest you go to patricewashington.com, click on start here, and you will get the rundown on what each pillar is and how you can start to incorporate some of these things in your life. You've caught us at an amazing time. We are in the midst of results, not resolutions. That is the six-week series that I use to kick off every brand new year because I'm committed to helping you make sure that you get results. I don't want you to be interested in a resolution. I want you to be committed to your results because when you get to the end of 2020, I want you to be able to look back and see how much you've grown and see who you've become and how your new habits and rituals and behaviors have supported you over a 12-month period. And so we kicked it off with Koya Webb for Fit Pillar and then Tanya Dalton for People Pillar. And today, Tanisha is here to help us with the Space Pillar. Now, What we're doing right now is partnering up folks in our Purpose Chaser community who are looking for accountability in one of these pillars. You are like, I know what pillar I need to work on and I need someone else who's also working on it and we are going to hold each other accountable. If you're looking for an accountability partner, head to IamAPurposeChaser.com. IamAPurposeChaser.com. There you will find a community of people worldwide who are looking to incorporate redefining wealth into their lives, live by the pillars, as I call it. And uh, if the space pillar is your thing, like if you've been needing to get organized, declutter, any of that stuff, listen, you are tuning in at the right time. Let me give you Tanisha's formal bio. Tanisha Lyons-Porter has been called the Olivia Pope of organizing, aka the fixer. Organizing has been a passion of hers as early as the sixth grade and a skill that comes as second nature. Pair her organizing skills with her desire to serve people and Tanisha's dream career was born. In addition to working with clients on their organization projects, she also develops and teaches several organizing workshops at local community colleges, faith-based institutions, and community centers across Southern California. Tanisha's signature event is a sort and sip, hands-on organizing workshop that erases the dread of decluttering and organizing with the infusion of good food, drinks, and socializing. That's what I'm talking about. Without further ado, here's my conversation with Tanisha Lyons-Porter. Welcome. 
Welcome to the Redefining Wealth podcast, Tanisha. Thank you, Patrice. I'm so excited to be here. Girl, I am so excited. I have been waiting for the perfect time to have you because I don't even remember how I started following you, but Mm -hmm. I enjoyed following you, not just because you are a natural born organizer, which we will get into, (laughs) but also because you are funny as heck to me. I I will sit and watch your Instagram lives. And I'll tell you the truth. I really don't watch a lot of IG lives. I just don't, nothing against it. But, you know, I just rarely find myself doing that. But for some reason, I've caught at least three or four of yours. And I always (laughs) get a good nugget and a good chuckle. So I was looking forward to having you because, as you know, this is my results, not resolution series Mm -hmm. uh, at the top of every year. And my goal is really just to make sure that my audience could get some really great takeaways so that they can shift their mindset, but also have the practical tools they need to conquer whatever pillar we're talking about. So today is the space pillar, of course, and you are like queen of decluttering as far as I'm concerned. (laughs) Oh, thank you. (laughs) Thank you. In my world, in my world, you are queen of decluttering. So I have to first go back though. So your name on Instagram is Natural Born Organizer. I'm trying to figure out, did you come out the womb organizing (laughs) or like, how did you build up to this? Well, you know what? I did not realize that that was the case, but it was probably pretty close. Um, In 2009, when my husband and I bought our house in View Park, Windsor Hills, a suburb of Los Angeles, it was right in the middle of the recession and um, we were watching HGTV. It's what you do when you buy a new house. And this organizer expert came on. We were, you know, everybody was worried about losing their job. And so it made me think about what my passion was and what I could possibly shift to if need be. And it just, God just started really dropping, making me remember times when I was actually doing this. And my first remembrance was when I was in the sixth grade and I was actually organizing my sixth grade teacher's classroom. And I would stay in at recess and lunch, organizing and helping her put things back in those those tall built-in cabinets that were in the back of the elementary classrooms. Mm -hmm. And I absolutely loved it. I can remember my grandmother was very, very together, very minimalist from, you know, from the beginning. So I think I got it from her and some learned behaviors. But yeah, I mean, pretty, pretty close out the womb, I guess, compared to others. So yes, that's where Natural Born Organizers, um, the name came from. Wow. I love that. It's funny you said HGTV because another one of our space pillar results, not resolutions, folks, Egypt Sherrod Mm -hmm. um, is from HGTV. And when she was on the show, she really talked about the connection between like keeping up your space, but also how that connects to like maintaining your own peace. So you've always been like this, but how have you seen that connection between an organized home or space and then how you feel about yourself or your life? Oh, man. Well, first of all, I'm like approaching 50. So, you know, these high classes that... Oh, yes, honey, I'm 48. (laughs) I am 48. You better come on. Come on. (laughs) You're cute. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Thank you. (laughs) So, you know, so these hot flashes, you know, they be coming from within. And if, if my house is out of order, 
I'm instantly hot. <laughs> like I'm just, it's just when things are just out of order and like I see different piles collecting, it instantly just affects me. And I talk about the cost to clutter when I'm doing mm. workshops and even with my um, clients and there are things, there's currency that we are paying for living um, disorganized or living if our space are, are disorganized or has a lot of clutter and it does, it affects your peace of mind. Um, it affects my creativity. It affects my mood. It affects my money. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it just mm-hmm. affects the way that my family flows. And, um, you know, in our, our homes is probably our biggest financial investment. Right. And I always, I always tell my, my family because I live with four other people in my household and they do not care about organization. <laughs> and so I always have to tell them I am the organized living amongst the unorganized. And so I always have to tell them, listen, you are dropping my property value. You know, this square foot right here is worth XXX. And I need for you to get it together. So yeah, it does. It the space it affects you so in so many different ways, and it's just very important that we because sometimes the clutter can blend into the background um, mm-hmm. until certain events occur, and then it's like oh oh oh. So it's very very important that we just pay attention to that and how it affects our spirit and and the currency that we're we're paying. Because it it, yeah. it affects our lives. Yeah, I love that you say that having that the clutter there can block creativity. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things that I always make the connection to here at Redefining Wealth because people don't understand that connection between clutter and not being able to manifest the money or the currency that they want to achieve. And it's like you probably I say this all the time when I'm speaking, you probably have all the answers to the questions you're asking, you just can't see it. Like you can't see it. You can't find it. You can't feel it because it is blocked. And we say here that clutter is the physical manifestation of chaos in your mind. Absolutely. And I'm rarely, I don't know a lot of people who I know to be extremely successful or wealthy Mm -hmm. that have a lot of clutter around them. That's not to say that they don't exist, but I do believe that a lot of people, even if they're not organized, they have Mm -hmm. figured out the connection between bringing in housekeepers and bringing in organizers Mm -hmm. to help bridge Mm -hmm. the gap, but they do Mm -hmm. make the connection. Absolutely. Um, I, you know, I am, everyone has, is on the spectrum of being organized. So it's either you're, you know, highly organized, it comes very natural, or there's some challenges. And so even with creatives and being from Los Angeles, um, you know, I know a lot of creatives in different aspects. And the ones who have been able to start hitting their goals, and they have, and they are challenged in this area of clutter or being disorganized, they have been able to build their team so that when things get out of order and when that organized quote unquote chaos builds, they have their team to bring it back into order so that their creativity is not blocked. And yeah, I absolutely, totally agree. Totally agree. You need that team. 
Yeah, you do. I, I believe that. Like, I think I'm a pretty organized person mm-hmm. for the most part, but like I've mm-hmm. been traveling literally every week for like the last eight weeks. And, you know, I've been in and out and I'm not going to lie. That closet um, floor is yeah. not, it's not the way that I would like it to be. Yeah. <laughs> right yeah. It's like, but, uh, you know, I make sure that all the other spaces are maintained when I can't mm-hmm. be here physically to do it. Then we do bring in help just to make sure mm-hmm. that the house as a whole stays together. Cause my husband actually is really organized. Our daughter is an alien. I don't know <laughs> who gave birth to this child. I don't know who's raising her. You know, we're like, she, she wasn't raised this way, Lord. What is this about? Um, she used to be the exact opposite. And I don't know. She hit those double digits and just started yeah. a, new, a new thing. But one of the things that you say is organization is not about perfection. It's about finding systems and methods that line up with how you and your family operate. Do mm-hmm. you think that perfection is what stops people from even attempting to be consistent? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because in their head, they feel because they see the Pinterest pictures and the Instagram um, timelines and, um, you know, and we all aspire to to live a certain way, you know, it, and it doesn't even necessarily have to be with spaces. It could be our weight and our fitness or our money and things like that. And we have this, this, this aspiration, but the steps to get there, you know, the learned behaviors that we know we have, the myths and the struggles that we know within ourselves that we deal with every day, because they can't hit that perfection, they don't even see the steps to get them closer there or to build them up on that spectrum of organization that I talked about earlier. So I always tell potential clients, people that I'm speaking with or my clients that my goal is not to get you where I am on the organizing spectrum. My goal is to assess where you are, to assess where you want to be, and then gradually step you in that direction in stages. I want you to get your spaces functional Mm. so that you can Find what you need when you need it, because that is the the essential definition of being organized. Now, once we can get to the point to where you can maintain it or, you know, maintain it for a certain amount of time. And then maybe that's when you you work your tools, you work your team to kind of shift it back into place. If it um, you know, if it if, if you backslide or what have you. Um, but at least you have those tools. And then once you start to be able to maintain it for a certain amount of time, then maybe we'll inch you up a little bit. Um, you know, maybe if you want it to the aesthetics to look a little different, you know, maybe we'll start shopping for some organizing products or what have you so that the look is detailed and, mm. you know, the finishing happens, but that's not what organization is. I'm so um, glad it's you the said functionality that. about it. It's the function, the baskets and the bins that is to help contain things and help fix certain problems that we find when we move into our spaces, the deep cabinets, those hard to reach corners, you know, things like that to help in the maintenance. But it doesn't have to be matchy matchy. Everything doesn't have to be labeled. It doesn't have to be Pinterest perfect in order to be quote unquote organized. I love it. Don't get me wrong. I can get lost in, in, in a dream world in 
all levels of, of stores from big lots up to the, the container store. But that is not the definition of being organized. Being organized is being able to find what you need when you need it. So you're not paying the cost of being disorganized by wasting time and money trying to find what you need. Girl, come through, Tanisha. Let me tell you, <laughs> you have just, I, I heard a collective sigh all over the world. People yeah. are like, <sighs> because yeah. to your point, what we think it is, is living up to the standards of these Pinterest images mm-hmm. and pictures on image on, on Instagram, which are great, but that mm-hmm. is not what it looks like 24 seven, 365 no. days a year. Like if you came to my house on the right day, yes. my closet would look like a Pinterest worthy closet. However, Absolutely. as I just said, <laughs> the way I've been on the road, I have not found the time I'm packing and unpacking, packing and unpacking. Yeah undoing dry cleaning, you know? And so I really think that you let a lot of people off the hook because the space pillar, you know, sometimes people get it twisted and they think it's about just beautification and that is a part of it. But our main thing is about setting up your life to support you. Absolutely. What you just said about, you know, it being about the functioning, making Mm -hmm. things functional, you being able to get to it with ease and grace without Mm -hmm. always having to search everywhere every time you need something. I'll tell you, I've had clients back in the day though that would buy the same things over and over and over again and then tell me, well, I don't have money to save. I'm like, ma'am, you have money. Ma'am. A part of this is I've noticed that you've bought the same type of thing. It could be kitchen gadgets. It could Mm -hmm. be any little thing, but it was like, didn't you already buy one of those like two months ago? Didn't you already Mm -hmm. have one of those? And they go, oh, oh, well, I couldn't find it. So, and we needed it because we were having an event and this and that. It's like, well, that's where some of the money is going. So mm-hmm. that that mm-hmm. connection, and there's a statistic that says that the average American spends 76 hours a year looking for things that they already own, but can never, ever find. Yep. That's like over three days going in circles looking for stuff. Three <laughs> days. Yes. Yes. And it's, you know, wasting time is one of the, the costs to living disorganized or with clutter in your spaces and wasting money, buying things because you need it now and you don't you don't remember exactly where you stuffed and stashed that thing that you know you went and bought last week. You know you've bought it several times, but you don't have the time to waste to find it. So then we end up going and going to these convenience places and spending probably twice the amount that we would spend at a more you know economical spot. Mm-hmm. And so we're just double wasting money. It's it is a serious cost to living unorganized. It is. Yeah. I love, so you made the distinction in teaching us that organization is first about being functional. It's not about Mm -hmm. all the pretty bins and the pretty containers, which we love. And that we love, we love it. It looks good. Um, But the other thing that I loved about your Instagram, I saw that you put the difference between cleaning and organizing. Oh, yes. And so now I know a lot of folks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that will tell you in a minute that they're organized or that they don't have clutter. But if you look under a bed or go in a closet, if you go in an unauthorized area, Honey. you will find that there is a distinct difference. Can you break that down for us? Yes. Cleaning is 
sanitizing, clearing off surfaces, dusting, picking up, things like that. Organizing is finding a place in a zone for every single thing you own, defining functional zones and spaces in every square inch of your house or apartment or condo or room or car or purse. You can just continue the list. And so I tell people all the time, I have gone into spotless places that smell like pine saw, fabuloso. I was going to say fabuloso. (laughs) Yes, honey. (laughs) And, you know, and have the lines in the carpet because it is always freshly vacuumed. But if you open up their kitchen cabinets, the pantry, the refrigerator, the hall closet, it is a mishmash of non-defined storage spaces and they are unorganized. So there is a difference. You can have contained clutter, which Mm. is behind the cabinets, in the drawers, behind that door, the extra bedroom, underneath everything. That is contained clutter. What we visualize as clutter because of the TV shows and things like that is the overflow, right? The Mm -hmm. excess what we call people who hoard. But I have been in huge houses that are overflowing with things and excess, but they are clean. They Mm -hmm. are clean. So because you're cleaning and you're picking up, if your spaces aren't defined and you still, number one, cannot find what you need when you need it, or number two, as a mom, as a wife, as um, you know, the person that everybody co- goes to, if you cannot delegate tasks to the people you live with so that mm. you don't have to do everything, you know what I mean? Because that's mm-hmm. another benefit of living in an organized house and not having too much excess or overflow is that you can easily assign tasks to somebody. And it may not be cleaning the whole kitchen or doing something, but if you can assign micro tasks, Bobby, you handle putting up the groceries. That's easy if everything is defined. The cans go here, the snacks go here, the Mm -hmm. fresh stuff goes here. You don't have to micromanage. You can assign that. And if you have to tweak it in the background, that's okay. Because in my house, I'd rather delegate and tweak in the background than everybody in my house be scared to do a task because they think I'm going to micromanage them or tell them how to do it. No, no, no. I need for you to do it because I don't want that on my list. I have a gazillion other things on my list. So no, you go on and handle that. And I thank you for it. And if I need to move things around, I'll just move things around the background. You won't even know. Thank you so much. Because next time I go to the grocery store, you will be putting up the groceries. (laughs) Let me tell you, you just saved Reagan Washington's whole middle school and I'm sure high school career right now. (laughs) Like you just saved her whole life. That micro task, because my granny used to say clean the kitchen. Yeah. And and that meant all of it. Like. She she meant what she said, like yes. clean all of it. Right. And I used to be slick and like soap pots so I didn't have to wash them or like mm-hmm. sweep the floor, but not mop or, you know. <laughs> and so I grew up with that Belizean grandma on my neck, girl. She yes. was up in the middle of the night. Like, yes. oh, you thought you thought cleaning was a joke. So yes. now that I'm a parent, 
And I try to tell my daughter clean the kitchen and I've gone through. I'm like, ma'am, that's ma'am. not, this is not what I'm saying. You're not. So, but you saved her life with those micro tasks. Cause what she mm-hmm. can do is organize a fridge and organize a pantry. Mm-hmm. She, I think more so selfishly, she wants to know where her school snacks are and she doesn't want problems getting to it. Listen, that bus, right? Listen, <laughs> so. I'm not trying to waste time getting my bars and my smoothies and my thing. Where is it? Grab and go. Where is my grab and go basket? <laughs> yeah. So, but I like that instead of trying to, as you say, micromanage, giving everyone a task mm-hmm. so that yeah, they can they can own that space. It's funny you said that too. A couple of weeks ago, my husband put out some little candy jar thing on the counter. Mm-hmm. And he put it near my coffee. And <laughs> it was like, for what reason? I don't know. Like I have a little Keurig set up there and the whole little thing that spins with a little coffee. And yes. like, all my stuff is right there. I call it the coffee bar. So I that is exactly what it is. Why he put that there. So, but I didn't say anything. When he left home, girl, I politely moved it like all the way on the other side of the kitchen. So later on that night when he came home, he said, I could have bet money you were going to move that. I should have bet you this morning. (laughs) I said, I didn't even say anything to you. He's like, but I knew it. I knew in my spirit. He was like... We just don't put things where you want it. I'm like, listen, listen. there has not been candy here. And I don't know why you felt like we needed candy here. And I for <laughs> sure don't need to see any candy and be tempted. So I need. Yeah. So I like that, though. Like, yes, I appreciate your support, sir. However, yes. however, um, I will tweak in the background. I like mm-hmm. how you said that. I will tweak in the background. That's mm-hmm. good. That's good. Yeah. Stuff. Thank um, you. So let me ask you a question. Yes. So for people who are tr- who are going to attempt, I was going to say try, but there's no try. They right. are attempting to declutter this new year, but they're overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Where would you even suggest they start? The first thing that I would suggest that they start is determining what their biggest pain point is. What is it that you're missing because of the way that your space looks? So are you missing being able to invite people over and socialize? Did your dream closet turn into a nightmare? Are you missing being able to enjoy your kitchen? Whatever that is. So that's the first thing. What is it that's missing? Or what is your biggest pain point? And that will determine where you want to start, what room, what space you want to start. Then the second thing is, honestly, go for the easy peasy items is what I call it. So look for the lazy clutter. We all have lazy clutter. It just depends on how temporary or permanent it kind of stays in our drop zones. But look for the lazy clutter. We all have it. The trash that didn't get thrown away, the red cups, the candy wrapper, the disposable items that just need to be thrown away, the junk mail that we know is a solicitation. We're not doing nothing with it, but for some reason, we just keep putting it off to the side. Throw that away. The broken items that just needs to be taken out and thrown away into the bin or things like that. Uh, What else? Old electronics cords that you know you don't need anymore but for some reason you just collecting them and they're just collecting Girl, in the corner because you'd be scared Tanisha we are scared to throw them cords away it's like I just know. in case I know but just in case we just need to have one of those old iPad old iPod cords we don't need to have like everyone that came with each series iPhone that you got. 
You right. You're I right. know it's a thing. It's a thing. So it's going for those easy peasy items, um, the lazy clutter, the broken things um, that you can make a decision like in the matter of you know seconds. Because when you get rid of those things and you tackle those things then you kind of, the, the area just starts to clear up because it's amazing how quickly those items build up. And then you're like, oh, wow, no, I don't need that. I don't even know why I have that. The boxes from the products that you may have um, purchased, but for some reason we haven't thrown it away. We were like, oh, I'm going to keep it just for a second, just in case I want to return it. But we've had it for 18 months already. You know, it's those type of things that, we kind of just, it blends into the background. So those easy things can get you started and that will make a huge difference and it will bring the anxiety down a notch. And then do you suggest like moving on once you kind of count the cost for, you know, why, like what mm-hmm. you're trying to get out of it, then you, do you suggest starting with smaller things like drawers or cabinets or closets? Cause some people, I feel like they're like, I'm going to declutter my home. And it's like, you know, well, the whole thing today yeah, yeah, on yeah, Saturday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am totally am not pro organizing events and organizing marathons. I am about quick sprints. Another thing that I advise people to do is think about what your propensity for consistency is, right? So it's like, I always relate it back to fitness for me. If I am trying to lose weight, be consistent, you know, because these, you know, diabetes runs in the family, you got to get out there and do consistent exercising to keep your insulin working the way it should be, your body producing that. And so am I going to say, oh yeah, I'm going to go and work out an hour a day, seven days a week. Okay. I may do that for the first week. Very good. But then eventually once life hits, that consistency is going to go down. So I would say, let me consistently get 20 minutes in something that I can do in my backyard, going up and down these hills that I live in. And consistently four days a week, three days a week, because I know I can do that on a regular basis. So I always tell people, think about how long you can consistently focus and dedicate to decluttering and organizing and then say, I am going to do that, you know, 30 minutes um, for four days a week, because that is better on the long run, because then you you've dedicated two hours a week to decluttering and organizing. And so you can just continually do that. That's going to be, you know, eight hours a month and, you know, what have you. And that is what I tell people to do. Find a time, put it into your daily routine and just be consistent. It's all about consistency. It is not a organizing event because after you've used your three-day weekend or one week out of the holidays when you've taken off to organize the whole house, there are still daily, weekly, and monthly behaviors and actions that you have to do to maintain it. Yeah, I I was going to ask you about that. When you work with people and you come in, and essentially you're an event, right? Mm Because you're not with them every day and you're not with them every week. So you come in and I watch your before and afters on Instagram you know, are you talking to them about the mindset shift and the behavior of maintaining this after you leave? 
Yes, that is part of the process of setting up the system because Mm -hmm. I would never set up a system that makes sense to me. So that part of my process is understanding the flow and the behaviors of the family or the person and trying to set up a system to how they're naturally thinking and their natural routines and moving and defining spaces that match that to help in the maintenance part. And within those conversations, there'll be some, you know, some stumbling blocks that come up and we address, well, you know, this impulse shopping or whatever the stumbling block is, we need to discuss that because that is an action item, a daily action item, a weekly action item that you're going to have to build into your routine in order for it to be maintained. Do you ever suggest that people, especially if they have a lot of stuff, like in mm-hmm. the closet, for example, in their wardrobe, that when they bring something in, they take something out? I do. I do. And it di- it differs. So I have one client that she loves quality things. And so when she sees a quality outfit, shoes, whatever garment that is on sale, it might be 75% off. And, you know, it was originally $500 or what have mm-hmm. you. She's like, oh, this is great. You know, this is a great sale. I know that I will be able to use this and wear this someplace because she's involved in a lot of things. But what ends up happening is she ends up not wearing it for whatever <laughs> reason, right? right? And so then we're going into the closet and it's stuffed, it's overflowing, it's causing an issue, but 25% of the, the garments in her closet still have tags on it. Yeah. And so for her, we had to have that conversation and she recently came back from um, Paris and she was talking about the experience of seeing the women in Paris, how they dress and it's very intentional and nothing is run, nothing is run down, you know, and it's very, very intentional. And I, it was an aha for her. And so I always try and come up with systems and tools for my clients to use immediately. And for her, it was like, okay, if that is the way that you want to present yourself, then everything in your closet needs to look like that. You should Mm -hmm. not have to go shopping the next time you take a trip to Paris. You should be able to shop your closet. And so if anything, if you, the only things that should be in your closet as you're going through purging should be something that you could wear in Paris. If you can't wear it in Paris, casual, dressy or whatnot, then it can't be in your closet. Mm. When you're buying something, I don't care how good of a sale it is. If you can't wear that outfit while you're in Paris, then you don't buy it because not all, all good sales are not good for you. Right. And so (laughs) something on sale that you didn't need is not a sale. Like it's it's still money. Yeah. It's still money spent. There's a quote that I loved from your Instagram too. It was, Closing your closet that don't fit you or like keeping mean <laughs> girlfriends around because you don't like to be alone. <laughs> that is classic. That was a Wait, classic. Tanisha, one. I'm going to read it one more time just because okay. you start laughing. I want to make sure they hear it. Okay, okay I'll stop. <laughs> Clothes in your closet that don't fit you are like keeping mean girlfriends around because you don't like to be alone. Girl, Ooh. that one took me out. Okay, <laughs> where did you where did you come up with that? That was definitely God sent. It was a combination of 
a lot of the people that I interact with, women that I interact with, that struggle with purging their closet because of a size that they are probably not going to get to. Like I said, I'm 48. There were times when I was a size six. There was times when I'm a size eight. My body loves a 10 or a 12. I have to be very, very diligent to, st- to stay in an eight. I hip- hopscotch in and out of an eight. But a lot of my clients, their dream of being in those in that size again is preventing them from purging. But it makes it affects their spirit to see these sizes in their closet that's taking up the majority of their closet. It's affecting their spirit and their self-esteem and the way they walk up and show up in this world. I'm always trying to find different ways to encourage the people who come to me and ask for help as far as, especially with purging their closet. And it's like, no, Do we really want a closet full of wonderful outfits that we can't wear? No, Mm -hmm. it's equivalent to saying that I have, you know, a room full of girlfriends, but half of them are talking about you behind your back. Like, we don't want that. We don't want that. A warped sense of loyalty, too. Mm -hmm. Like, I find that in, in the same way with girlfriends, I will find that they'll hold on to a lot of clothes because. There's just a connection to it. Like, oh, this is what I wore when I got my promotion. And mm-hmm. then this is what I wore. But ma'am, that promotion was 15 years ago. 15 like, years ago. Yes. Yes. Not, oh, well, this might come back in style. Or I mm-hmm. paid so much for this. But you did, but you're not wearing it. So exactly. at this point, either bless someone else with it or you just have to let it go. Because exactly. you paid $300 for this coat in 1999. That does not mean that it's still something (laughs) that you got to hold on to. Why is, why are you so loyal to these memories as opposed to, like you said, it's affecting your spirit, embracing who you are now and where you're going as opposed Mm -hmm. to being so committed to holding on to where you've been. Exactly. Exactly. And I, I encourage people to, I want, I want them to feel that aching, that uncomfortable feeling in their gut when they see that they spent however X amount of dollars on a garment that it still has the tag on it. It's like, it was like, oh, but I can't. It's like, but I want you to feel that. I want you to mm-hmm. sit in that feeling because the next time you go to buy something and purchase something, I want you to pause before you purchase because I want you to feel, I want you to remember that sinking feeling the last time you donated something that you spent however many amount of dollars on um, that you never used. I want you to pause before you purchase. Um, Because if I can get you to pause, then I know that you're moving in the right step. Yeah, we had a financial expert. One of my friends, Jason Vatug, was on before. And he talked about really evaluating how much an item costs in terms of how much you get paid hourly and mm. how long you had to work to purchase. Mm. So if you, you know, make $10 an hour for simple numbers and you pay $300 for something, are you saying that this was worth you working for 30 hours to have only to put in the closet and never wear? 
Girl, well, that hit different. <laughs> that hits a little different. That's that yeah. pause before you purchase. Like, unless yeah. it is truly something that you need, like, really think about that. Because yeah. as, as hard as I work, no, yeah. not just to hang in the closet. Oh, Mm-mm. no, ma'am. <laughs> no, ma'am. Before I let you get out of here, I have to ask you what we call a few uh, redefining wealth rapid mm-hmm. wisdom questions. You're going to tell us the first thing that comes okay. to mind, okay? How do you define success? Wow. I define success in regards to freedom. Freedom of choice, freedom of movement, freedom in our minds. That's how I define success. Love it. How do you define wealth in three words or less? (laughs) Defining wealth in three words or less. Freedom and choice. Love it. (laughs) What's one book that has redefined how you see wealth? Oh, oh, oh my word. (laughs) You know what? The Year of Yes by Shonda Rhimes. Mm -hmm. Because it just shifted. It changed the trajectory of my mindset on how I will be successful and attain wealth, which relates to me, which translate to the freedom of choice. Love it. Okay. Fill in the blank. My name is, and for me, the truth about wealth is. My name is Tanisha Lyons Porter. And the truth about wealth is it is attainable for all. Yes, ma'am. I love it. (laughs) Tanisha, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you giving us some tools so that we can get results in this space pillar this year. And not just talk about it, but actually be about it. You freed a lot of people. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for inviting me. I am so excited about this 2020 year. I pray that we do everything that we need to do in all of the pillars that you help us to find. So yeah, yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. All right, didn't I tell you? Tanisha dropped some bombs. Let me tell you, she allowed me to show myself so much more grace for why my linen closets and pantry do not look like what I see on Pinterest and Instagram 24-7. I literally, as long as it's tidy, I'm with it. But driving myself nuts with the organization of all these bins and stuff, like when I had this conversation with Tanisha, it set me free. I hope that it sets you free. And I wanted you to know that she actually has an online class. It's called Simplify, Downsize, and Organize Online. Simplify, downsize, and organize. It's only $25. And the link to purchase is in the show notes, but it covers cleaning versus decluttering, the cost of clutter, myths about cluttering, her step-by-step guidelines to simplifying and downsizing. There's a lot of goodies in it. So I'm going to link to it. We'll do patricewashington.com slash simplify. Yeah, patricewashington.com slash simplify. You know, I'm saying it that way because I have to go make the link now that I told you I would do this. (laughs) PatriceWashington.com 
forward slash simplify. That will take you to Tanisha's course. It's only $25 and think it'll probably come in handy. I'm pretty sure that it will. If this is not your strong suit, if it's, as I say, not your ministry, then get some support. Tanisha has tons of stuff. I love following her on Instagram, Natural Born Organizers. She pops up and does little lives and stuff. And I've gotten a lot out of what she teaches and what she shares. And I hope you will too. So if this is the area where you need some support, come on, let's change our mindset. Let's change our mindset. Let's get some habits and rituals in place that are going to support us in making sure that space pillar stays together because I truly believe that when you are consumed with clutter, it is so hard, so hard to have clarity around what your next best step is. And it's a new year. I want you to take your next best step. So let's clear the clutter. Until next time, I want you to go live your life's purpose, find fulfillment and earn more without ever chasing money. Talk to you later.